Today is the first of four short takes on leadership. We'll discuss authentic, artful, effective, excellent leadership. That's next. Hey, welcome. I hope you're doing great. In case we haven't met yet, I'm Barry Farah. I normally speak to a freedom issue on my podcast, The Barry Farah Show, and usually to some current event. But since all real impact comes from leaders, I thought I'd provide some short takes on what I believe will be helpful to any person endeavoring to make an impact as a leader. These uh, four modules on leadership are certainly not everything on the topic. They are, though, my thoughts on the four most important components of leadership that allow for sustainable impact. Now, I've personally had the honor of being in a leadership role for 35 years, and that was for a number of different companies and nonprofit organizations. I never ran a Fortune 500 company. The largest company had 400 employees. Yet, I was, and still am, the CEO or the chairman, or both, in businesses and nonprofits. On the business side, they span six different industries. Nonprofits include political ones, ones that had some religious belief, and then others with a humanitarian outreach. I employed a similar approach, and in each instance, the organization outperformed expectations. Now, you don't have to be a founder or CEO for these ideas to have some benefit. Whether you're a line manager or a senior executive, I believe that these thoughts will provide benefit to your organization and to those whom you lead. I'd like to collapse the concept of leadership into four words. Authentic, artful, effective, and excellent. In this first module, we look at authentic leadership. And this is through the lens of the role of a leader. So let's uh, first look at some definitions. Leadership is all about change. All change is the result of leadership, good or bad. Leadership results in a difference between what happened yesterday and what's happening today. And that is all change that's in an organization. Leading is all about intentional influence. Deliberate impact is what the role of leading is. Leader is the person, and that's all about three things, character, competence, and community. A good or bad leader is defined by these three things. Character includes the integrity, the grit, and the openness of the individual who's actually leading. Competence is the capability to do the job that the person who's the leader has, his capabilities, his gifts. And community is the degree to which the leader is good at creating the culture that fosters a fun, energizing environment or a productive, healthy, hard-charging environment or whatever the culture is. Leader development is all about character transformation and personal growth. And this is where you allow yourself to expand, to improve, and to change in positive ways. When your character is aligned with truth and your capabilities are integrated with your actual leadership role, you've got the potential to fulfill your call. And that is the goal of leader development. Unfortunately, many would-be great leaders fall short, and that's usually due to character issues that have been unchecked. People can feel it when a leader has serious character flaws, and in the long term, they aren't that great at leading. 
So to condense the character needed to uh, be a good leader, I, I, I take that down to one idea. And I would just use the concept of authenticity. Now, this is linked to the notion of humility, not a false humility, but the real definition of the word. And that is that you have a sound estimate of yourself. When we have a sound estimate of ourselves, we're easier to follow. And this is the essence of an authentic leader. You've heard people say, you know, that guy's the real deal. That's authenticity. It means that whatever you say is exactly the same thing as the reality that's on the ground. And it means that what you claim is fully trustworthy. Authenticity's not that complex, yet it creates an environment of trust and mutual respect. Not only is it linked to humility, it's linked to integrity. Integrity's not only truthful, it's whole and complete. This is the simple but powerful idea of being clear about your cultural pillars and really meaning them, not changing them in midstream. And we'll, we'll get to those cultural pillars later. To flush out authenticity, let's look at leadership functions, leadership responsibilities, and roles. First, leadership functions. These can be roughly described in three large circles, lead, equip, and care. In, in any organization, the three circles intersect. Under lead, you have four primary functions. You give direction, you provide inspiration, it's a reason, a purpose for the effort, you provide discipline when needed, you provide order, and a layout, you, you organize. Under equip, you're focusing less on the actual task and more on developing your team member on how to handle the task. You develop her talents, you develop and celebrate a particular specialty your team member might have. You help your team member develop character. You understand, or you help her understand, that everything's challenging. So you help her with perseverance. You help her see the benefit of finishing a job. So you help her with excellence. You encourage her to be open about her own shortcomings so she can be more self-aware and improved too. And this strengthens her internal grit. Under care, you take care of the team member's career and her personal welfare. You empathize, you build a relationship of trust, you listen to them. It's the real safe place. It's not a place that isolates someone from the reality of, of the world. Uh, that's not a real place. It's a place where your ability to legitimately take care of your team makes you the safe place. Your care gives that team member the freedom to be open. You provide a relational environment where it's okay to make mistakes. So when those three circles of leadership function intersect, we find a truth. As a general rule, most of us are not great at all three. I'd go for, so far as to say that, at least in my experience, I've never known anyone who was great at all three. You're usually dominant in one, and then you're okay at another, and then the third is it's just not a natural strength. Yet your goal is to lead with these three functions as a good steward of your leadership strengths. So what I've learned over the years is that an authentic leader will accept his limitations and endeavor to work around the edges to improve in areas he can for the benefit of others. So what I'm going to recommend you do is just take a quick minute to reflect on your ability in each of these three leadership functions. Give yourself a moment to provide a real self-appraisal. On a scale of one to five, rank yourself with five being awesome. If you're a five with the functions under lead, you're probably a one or a two on equip or care. The same is true if you're a five with equip. You're probably a one or two in lead or care. 
And if you're a five with care, you're probably a one or two in lead or equip. I've found that being honest with myself is freeing. Now, take your four or five score, and, and we'll just pick on me. My highest score is in lead, equips average, and my natural care score is one or a two. The idea here is to expect a low score in at least one circle. So take your one to three scores and think about what you could do around the edges to improve it. I had a pretty high lead and a three on equip, but I really wasn't natural or good with care. Keep in mind that you can be a loving and caring person and have a low care leadership skill level. So don't get too distracted by the terms outside of the leadership functions. Anyway, I made it my goal to get to a three in care. And over the years, I've mostly gotten there, but I have to think about it. I, I had to think of ways that I could change, how I could improve and be more relational. I actually began to deliberately say things that would create more relational warmth with my subordinates. I even had to walk slower, force myself to sit down, and especially around those that were two levels below me. And then I actually became a little bit more that way. Now, the goal here is not perfection. That's not going to happen. You'll always be more dominant in one strength over the others. The goal is to know yourself well enough to be able to self-correct. If lead is not needed in a situation that much and care is going to be more helpful than equip, I at least have the tools to muddle through. But the real goal is self-awareness, and that takes humility, and that yields authenticity. I've learned over the years that my subordinates don't expect perfection, just authenticity. And that has the nifty side benefit of improving your overall effectiveness. So those are the three leadership functions. And if you're an authentic leader, you'll be honest with yourself and others about your strengths and your weaknesses in all three of the leadership functions. Now, similar but different from the functions are the three leadership responsibilities. These are the actual obligations of the leader, and, and those obligations need to be handled by someone in leadership. They also have three intersecting circles. The first is task. This is similar to the function of lead. This is where you give direction, you clarify tasks and clarify the vision, you provide structure to accomplish the vision. This is where you support activities for a particular task. This is where you dive into the problem-solving schematic. As a general rule, this follows the high D from that DISC test, if you're familiar with that. This is where one of your motivating drivers is really just to get the task done. And if you have high task, you have a naturally high concern for all the duties and the vision accomplishment. The second leadership responsibility is inspire. Though the first three circles under functions are not 100% correlated to responsibilities, this is kind of similar to equip. This is where you motivate followers toward the vision, where you encourage perseverance, where you encourage corporate integrity, where you refresh the memory of everybody on the team on values and the purpose of the organization and why there is an organizational structure. This is where the welfare of the corporate culture is emphasized. This is where your actions model inspiring people to follow you. This is where you celebrate the values. You're a true believer in the mission. You're contagious. The third leadership responsibility is people.
though these things are really independent and, and there's really uncorrelated components between leadership functions and responsibilities. This responsibility of people is similar to care. This is where your responsibility is to develop people. This is where you build relationships. This is where you solve relational problems. This is where your people know that you have a high concern for their personal welfare. So these are the three leadership responsibilities. And if you can think of them as three circles, they have these intersecting points. So similar to functions, most leaders are not great at all three responsibilities. You're usually dominant in one and okay at another, and the third's just not that natural for you. Yet your goal is to operate to some extent in all three responsibilities and to know when you need to reach out for help in an area that you're not that good at. So being aware of my limits and being willing to improve them has proven to be really helpful. But don't overdo this. I think you should function in your strongest circle most of the time. It's just good for you as an authentic leader to be able to go through this self-appraisal exercise once in a while. It helps you be more relatable. And even if you're a 10-talent man, you think you're like a perfect leader, you'll be the first one that, that I know, you need to convey to your team that it's okay to improve and that it's okay to work together. Here again, let's just take a minute to reflect on your ability in each of these three leadership responsibilities. The same scoring is here. On a scale of one to five, rank yourself with five being awesome. If you're a five with responsibilities under people, you're probably a one or two on task or inspire. And just like before, give yourself an honest self-assessment. Now take your four or five score, and let's say it's in the arena of people, and do the best you can at an accurate assessment of task and inspire. You're probably a one or a two, maybe a three in those other areas. Now think about what you could do around the edges to improve your lower score. And that gives you to get those leadership responsibilities taken care of better. By the way, you can love people and have a low people responsibility score. So again, don't get too distracted by the terms outside of the leadership responsibilities. Anyway, you can make it your goal to get to a three in the areas that you're low, and you'll find that you'll become more that way to an extent over time. But if you score a one or a two, that area is just not ever gonna come naturally to you. To grow, you're gonna have to be deliberate. And again, the goal here isn't perfection. But just like with leadership functions, your leadership responsibilities will always have within you one that's more dominant in one strength over the others. The goal is to know yourself well enough to be able to self-correct. What is the most important leadership responsibility in this situation? Authenticity is self-aware. It's not always about the person. And that way the leader can reduce his self-absorption. Authenticity is the ability to communicate with a sense of confidence. You never have to remember a lie. You don't have to triangulate your team. You can handle both the functions of leadership and the responsibilities of leadership well. In my experience, the more I simplify things, the more effective I become. So I'm gonna to try to simplify authenticity as it relates to your roles. Now you can collapse the functions and the responsibilities into just two overall leadership roles. One's directional and the other is supportive. On the directional side, you are clarifying where you're going and why. You cast the mission, the vision and the values and you lay out the goals. You direct your team on what to focus on. These directional initiatives are essential. The organization can't exist without direction. 
This is one of the primary leadership roles. For those of us where this comes easy, we need to remember there's another side. On the supportive side, you help people develop and accomplish whatever you have them working on. You give them coaching. You facilitate, you teach, you encourage, you model the right behavior and the right problem-solving capabilities, and you provide the resources needed to be successful. Without the supportive role of leadership, there would be no professional development, no great company culture. The organization won't long last without the supportive role as well. So whether you're more naturally supportive or more able easily to give direction, you need both to be effective over the long term. An authentic leader is genuine. He understands the functions of leadership and is willing to make some personal adjustments to make sure all three are handled. She understands the responsibilities of leadership and is willing to think through the internal character issues that allow her to enhance the completion of the ones that are not her natural gifting. All the functions and all the responsibilities of leadership need to be accomplished. When we're honest with what we are good at and not so good at, it helps us. Because then we can endeavor to fulfill with others and openness all the functions and all the responsibilities. And that right there is authentic leadership. The authentic leader understands that he's always either directing or supporting, and he endeavors to balance the two for the benefit of the organization. He's honest, and he navigates the roles of leadership with humility. Hey, thanks for joining us. Next time, we look at artful leadership to your success and to your freedom. Hi, I'm David Farah. Thank you for listening to my dad's podcast, The Barry Farah Show, Culture Shift. Click subscribe now to be sure you don't miss an episode. Share this podcast with your friends on social media and give The Barry Farah Show your five-star rating. See you next time.